Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are doing a get to know the Michigan men's basketball team episode. Um, Similar to the women's basketball team episode that we did last week, except for that I am constraining myself and I am not yelping and yelling and screeching as much because apparently that messed up my audio. And I just have to say that right now it is so weird that I cannot hear myself speaking, but I trust that I am speaking calmly and quietly and serenely. I just as can't hear it. the person on the receiving end of your voice, it sounds very calm and serene. Oh, good. Everyone's always like calling you... me calm and serene. No, they're not. No, I feel like some people think I'm calm and serene. Well, we all know here at Views that you like to yelp and yell and holler about... Guys, I was so mad last week because, like I detailed in the episode, we really went through trials and tribulations to try to get better quality audio. And, like, my audio track, when I sounded direct, like, when I listened directly to, like, just me speaking, it was so good quality. And then every time I imported it into GarageBand, it, like, messed up the quality. So that's why the quality on the episode was, like, really bad. And I was so mad about it. And according to all of my Google and Reddit searches, it's just because I yelp too much, and like GarageBand can't handle the yelp. They need calmness and serenity, so that's that's why I'm calm and serene right now. And don't worry, we're going to continue to vision board, so maybe we'll figure out new and better ways to get really cool audio. Yeah, we determined like right before we started recording that as I fall asleep tonight, Harley's going to be in my AirPods like whispering manifestations to me about how the podcast can improve and then I'll wake up. Can you up. sleep with AirPods in? Um, no, but I also wouldn't sleep with you whispering manifestations in my ear. It's just like a, a fun thing you're saying. Okay, so I'm just going to make my own vision board by myself. Okay, no, that works too. I just figure we do everything as a unit. And then I'll, like, share my homework with you later. Oh, that's true. Okay. Okay, anyway, so this week we are going to do, like, a little um, bio of the Michigan men's basketball team. And then later this week we are going to have an interview with a writer for the Michigan Daily who covers Michigan's men's basketball. So this week you have a little bit more of the the fluff and the goo Harley and I provide. The and then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And then later, in our interview with Abby, you'll have more of the hard-hitting, serious analysis. And the goo, because it will still be there. Yeah, we'll still be there nice and gooey for all of you. (laughs) We're going to give you some context first. Some context clues, if you will, to have a level playing field about who and what we're talking about today. Okay. Start us off. This is hardly telling me we need to get into the actual episode. Okay, so this is the context for the Michigan men's basketball team. If you're a newer fan or if you're just popping back in after not following that closely, how we got to where we are today. So for a little context, Michigan men's basketball has really been vibing over the past several years. Um, Mm -hmm. They've made the Sweet 16 every year since 2017, which just kind of shows us how spoiled we've been as Michigan fans. That's, like, a really good postseason, like, past few years. And if you think about it for yourself, I'm pretty sure that's every year you've been in co- you were in college. Yeah. And mine was, like, two-thirds of my time there. 
<laughs> every year that I was in college and every year Beyond. since then, except for this year. Well, and 2020, because obviously there was not a, um, like, NCAA tournament in, 20, or in 2020, but mm-hmm. we all, like, mentally. We all knew we would have, yeah. 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 Okay, so do you want to give us a little more context? Okay, so back in, like, our time, we were at the very end of the John Beeline era, so we had him for some some of our time in college. And if you're a Michigan fan, you love John Beeline with your entire heart and soul. And he went off to the NBA um, like Hannah has described in some of our episodes before, he has been the head coach at like pretty much every step along the way for basketball and at every level. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go vibe to the NBA because it's obviously like the next step up from uh, college. And he just wanted to see if he was able to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out for him, but I know he's like in a different role now uh, with the Detroit Pistons. And he seems to be vibing. But apparently, like, the tea that, like, maybe we don't fully know the entire context in this story is that when we, like, referring back to the Jimmy versus Ward showdown, um, I've been hearing through, like, the grapevine, and maybe it's just the rumor vine, but we like to discuss <laughs> these kinds of things. Isn't the grapevine always the rumor vine? That's Isn't that, like, what it represents true. in, like, the phrase through the grapevine? <laughs> Maybe through, like, the rumor vine now. Anyway, I've heard through the grapevine that, um, well, I feel like when you hear through the grapevine, like, it's, like, a reputable source. Anyways. No, I feel um, like a grapevine is, like, literally a rumor mill. Oh, okay. I always just assume that. Anywho, I heard (laughs) that uh, Ward, our athletic director, didn't really do a whole lot to kind of retain John Beeline, even though he was, like, one of our most one of our most successful coaches um, at Michigan. I don't think that is wrong to say. And especially just because of the way he could make recruits that aren't, like, super flashy and big, like, into, you know, Sweet 16 appearing teams. And he did that year in, year out. We didn't really have, like, the flashy five-star recruits. And yet we could still be a really successful program. And just to lose him, it was very heartbreaking I cried, Um, and now we have Joan Howard, and depending on who you ask these days, it's a little up and down, and I figured, because you messaged me earlier today, that we would discuss this on the podcast about our thoughts on Joan Howard potentially being on the hot seat, which is, you know, a copy-paste narrative that... Jim Harbaugh always got. Mm, so but here, I feel like here it's we are different. now. That's also true. Well, we went. I guess we'll see. Because okay. He definitely was on the hot seat for 2020. So maybe this is like Juwan Howard's 2020. No, but here's why I think it's different. Because mm. um, the tweet that I sent you that I said that we have to discuss. Um, said after next year, if mm. Howard doesn't like turn things around and if it doesn't get better, then he'll be on the hot seat. And okay, so for further context, when 
so John Beeline left. He was a really successful head coach at Michigan. They brought in Jawan Howard, who we'll get into our step one of learning to love Michigan basketball is learning to love Jawan Howard. So I'll get into mm-hmm. who he is. But he wasn't – he didn't have any um, head coaching experience. So it was kind of a risky hire. But he was like an NBA guy who knew how to get – like. He, you know, he had a lot of recruiting potential and he had a lot of potential to get guys to the NBA. So really change up how the program was doing things. And the first couple of years we were like, oh my gosh, like, yes, we still miss Beeline, but like, we are so happy with Juwan Howard right now. Like, couldn't have imagined the potential that he would bring to this campus. Like, it was really mm-hmm. exciting. And, but like, important context there is that he inherited like a lot of Beeline's recruits and players that Beeline had already developed. And this is the first year, I believe, that Juwan Howard fully has only his own recruits, um, none of John Beeline's recruits. And this is the worst year of Michigan men's basketball that we've seen in a really long time. They probably won't make the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2008. So, and that was John Beeline's era. So this mm-hmm. is like, I. it's just... um. who's to say like it could just be like a dip just like a year that's not as great as other years and that's bound to happen like there are going to be highs and lows but I also think it's different because Jim Harbaugh was tasked with like turning around a horrible football team and Juwan Howard was tasked with like (laughs) maintaining a program that he inherited that was already really good and he did maintain it at first and then it's like okay, but once he no longer has Beeline's footprints all over the program, is he still able to maintain it? And I'm not going to be someone who's quick to say, like, get him out of here. Like, I personally love him, and I want to give him as many chances as we can. And I also think it's too soon to say he's on the hot seat, but I do think the narrative is quite different. I That's what I think I said. That, like, um, depends on who you ask. Because yeah. I think people, like reference the last year's season as something that, that we should be concerned about. I do believe we were like 17 and 10. We did make the tournament and we did go the furthest of any Big Ten school. I think tied with Purdue, we both made it to the Sweet 16. Um, and a lot of people didn't want or expect Michigan to be there. So to make it that far when we were kind of like in a down year was huge, but we're seeing like more of the same like we're not really trending back up after that kind of season like people like myself like you see like okay like we checked the box we made it to the Sweet 16 all that's good and dandy but like that's just kind of like a band-aid on what's like really going on and I don't really like obviously have the full context as to like the inner rickings of the team in the program right now because why would I but (laughs) From what we've seen, obviously, if you watch the game today, it's pretty dicey when you get blown out by Penn State, who's, like, barely better than you are, so I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that game was depressing. I was telling Harley, like, (laughs) I was, like, watching that game thinking, why would anyone want to make a podcast about this? This is horrible. (laughs) But... We have been through adversity before. Mm-hmm. Um, reference back to last episode when we told you we had technological issues so we can get through adversity now. Also, just today, both of us wanted pizza and didn't get it. So we thought if we can get through that, we can get through anything. It is so true. 
Um, but we'll talk about that more with Abby this week, more of the like nitty gritty of why Michigan is bad this year. I think it's safe to just call them bad, right? We don't need to give any caveats. Like they're just bad. Um, I think if you put them in a binary between good and bad, they would definitely be in the bad category. Okay, but like, but if you wanted like a more like gray area, they're probably like medium well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Medium well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> it's not a stake people would prefer to have, but it's the one that you were given. <laughs> um, so now that we've given you the context, um, we're going to give you the step-by-step on how to love this Michigan men's basketball team. Because if there's one thing about Harley and me, like, even though it's medium well this year... We love Michigan men's basketball. So step one of learning to love Michigan men's basketball is learning to love Juwan Howard. I think I'm going to let you take the context on this because as a resident Fab Five like historian. Well, do you want to talk about how he's a noodle specialist? Well, obviously because he was like, I'm correct in saying he's the founding father, right? Father, as in like the original recruit for... uh, I'll blanking on the name Fisher. Yeah. Okay. Steve Fisher. Um, and he was the one that kind of like snowballed the rest of the Fab Five coming to Michigan. And so he was a large noodle out of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> and um, obviously he's the center. He's a big man. If you've seen Juwan Howard, he is a very large man, as in like exceptionally tall. And he looms. so we. Yeah, so we call him the noodle specialist because that's kind of his forte. He coaches the big man um, because like he knows that position in and out. He played it in college. He played it in the NBA. And while he was like an assistant coach with the Miami Heat, that's kind of like what he was doing as well. Um, so he kind of like lends that uh, teaching expertise currently in his coaching. Obviously, right now we have um, our 7-1 big man, Hunter Dickinson himself, fettuccine noodle in the flesh is he a fettuccine noodle because that's who like john tesky was yeah i feel like they have a similar build oh so fettuccine too yeah or is he not is he something else i can't think of another noodle that because remember colin castleton was angel hair because he had angel hair and he was and he, so he was skinny. shaped like angel hair <laughs> pasta. Because <laughs> that's what it all comes down to. It's like they always say that like women have to like fit into the body types of different fruits. But what they don't talk about is, is that men are pasta. <laughs> men are all types of pasta. <laughs> Who's about um, that? That's that Doug Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> like a rotini. Oh. A ravioli. It's a ravioli of noodle. I mean, like a shell. (laughs) Would be Velveeta. Specifically, the Velveeta's shells. Yeah. Okay, so Juwan Howard is a noodle specialist, in that he like cooks and develops the noodles into shining stars. Well, al dente. Okay, but yeah, that's the problem, though. Like, are they the, al dente? 
Yeah, that's the critique right now, Ooh. is that they're a little al dente. Whereas, like, with Beeline... Medium well and al dente. He would, Beeline would boil those noodles until they were, like, ready to be smothered in sauce. But, like, right now, the question is, like, does Juana Howard have, like, the water at the right temperature? I, I don't know the Ooh. analogy there. But, like, basically, the question is, like, is he developing players the way he should? And I'm not going to say no, because like I said, I love Juwan Howard. I love the Fab Five. Um, if you don't know, which I'm sure you guys all do, the Fab Five are like the most famous college basketball players to have come out of Michigan. Possibly the most famous slash like iconic college basketball players, period. Pre like mm. pre social media. I would say now like they are more they tend to be more of like celebrities in pop culture, but like in the time when the Fab Five was being Fab and Five, they were, like, the only college athletes who were also, like, kind of celebrities, at least is my understanding of it. So they also had been kind of, um, like, disaffiliated with Michigan due to controversy. So Juwan mm-hmm. Howard coming back as the head coach was a really big deal and, like, an emotional reunion for Michigan fans. So it was like very surreal at first to see him coaching at Michigan and to see the level of success that Michigan had under him their first couple of years with him as head coach. And I just really, really hope that success continues because it really is just like such a happy ending to the Fab Five narrative arc. Okay, so now your next step <laughs> in becoming a Michigan basketball lover is to choose your favorite player. Yeah, you can start off with something easy, and that's the starting five. We've changed it around a little bit but that is like through no fault of their own that's just a season ending injury to Jalen Llewellyn a grad transfer from Princeton he had an ACL tear I do believe he had surgery and he's out for the rest of the season but if you still want to support him I'm sure he would really appreciate that because it's kind of heartbreaking you know you transfer one last year you hope to make the tournament and then you blow your knee, and I guess your team is not going to make the tournament. Anyway, you can have Jalen Llewellyn if that's what you so please, but you can choose from our starting five now. You have Kobe Bufkin, a sophomore guard, Jet Howard. Um, if you recognize the last name, that is Juwan Howard's son, the youngest son. You have Hunter Dickinson, junior center, Doug McDaniel, freshman point guard, and then Terrence, who is also in the same class as Hunter, a junior. I believe both Terrence and Jet are forwards. I could be wrong. Jet Howard is a guard. Okay. To start off with your first option for your favorite player, we have our one and only Hunter Dickinson, the head noodle of the team. Um, Hunter is right now averaging 18.2 points per game, 8.9 rebounds, 1.7 blocks. He's a junior. He is like he's the leader of the team um emotionally and physically. He is also possibly the frattiest frat boy to have ever been a Michigan basketball star. He has a barstool podcast and I was listening to a little bit and I was like I did not know Hunter Dickinson was such a frat boy. I mean, obviously he's like not literally in a frat because he's like out there playing basketball, but like I don't recall in my time at Michigan there ever being such a fratty frat boy on the team. Thoughts? I'm trying to think and like the first thing I pictured in my head was like Mark Donnell and he's like a nerd, so I don't 
Yeah, I could, I feel like Mark Donnell would be in like a business frat. But he was also like not real. I mean, not that he wasn't That's real, but it's like true. there there are probably a lot of like players who are like not very well known who are maybe fratty deep down, but we only know the stars and none of the stars have been. And another thing about Hunter, like even though he's like cooler than Mo, he's still like seven foot one. So just like an <laughs> awkward person. Like, if you look at him stand, just, like, normal, it's a little weird. But I think that's because he doesn't know what to do with, like, everything. Like, this man's wingspan is probably, like, the height of Han and I, like, stacked on top of each other. Like, there's just no way you can, like, take up space and, like, not be, like, awkward. Because your, your arms are so long. And, like, your legs are so long. Anyways, where are you going with specifically (laughs) with this post for Lowe's? I believe it was Lowe's, and he's Mm -hmm. like standing in his like apartment next to his microwave, and we decided that, well, we determined that he was at least five microwaves tall from what did you say the waist up? From the knees Knees up, up. yeah. And we were trying to determine who knows how many microwaves tall his calves are. Put another two microwaves. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to like goof and laugh and see like what the status of like being a paid partner for like any sort of business go like check out hunter's instagram because there's a lot of like gems there if you notice one final thing for hunter and then we can move on you will take the next one okay if you go through the comments you'll see a certain jonathan james mccarthy on a lot of Hunter Dickinson's posts. So if you love J.J. McCarthy, you might love Hunter Dickinson. Because J.J. is a huge fan. Okay, on to the next. <laughs> they have very different energy, though. Yeah, so Jet Howard, um, Nepo baby, son of Juwan Howard. He is averaging 14.6 points per game. He's a three-point shooter. He's a freshman. He's a future star. He's a current star. He's a shining star. He has started in every game. He was, like, a top-ranked recruit, um, and not just because he's Juwan Howard's son, although that can't hurt. Um, He will likely be a one-and-done, which is a thing that is happening in the Juwan Howard era that Michigan fans aren't super used to. At least I'm not used to. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's really fun to watch. He's probably, I would say, the most fun player to watch on this Michigan team because he's, like, the the brightest shining star. He's really good at basketball. (laughs) Highly intelligent, really good. Maybe still, like, makes freshman mistakes every now and again, but, like... He knows how to play. As his Instagram bio says, he's a chef, so he knows how to cook with a basketball, so. But not like Charles Matthews, who cooked. Mad respect. Literal. Both. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Um, do you want to do the next one? This is probably one of my favorites, honestly. Um, Kobe Bufkin. uh, Sophomore. And averaging 12.3 points per game and 1.4 steals. Like, he's, like, made a pretty, like, the made the leap storyline is probably, like, one of those things. He's been huge for Michigan and a lot of, like, their success, like, like, of this season, like, a lot of people were talking about before the season started. Like, it's all kind of, like, hinged on, like, if Kobe could, like, step up. And I think he really did. I, I really like his game. Um and uh what was this um 
yeah, like I said, has a high bat basketball IQ. Um, it's really cute. Like, if you want to, his family are lifelong Michigan fans. I'm pretty sure his is the Instagram with, like, a baby picture of him, like, wearing a Michigan shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super cute. And You will never thing, guess who he's named after. Yeah. Just take a wild guess and you'll probably be right. <laughs> but during our, like, um, research session that we had the other day, we were going through his Instagram. And when they were out in Europe, specifically for their, like, summer trip, they were out in, like, Paris. And he has this, like, really cool sweater, like, oversized sweater and his little glasses. Like, the whole outfit is incredible. And I'm a huge fan of that. And if you look at, I don't remember who had this on their page. And Will whether this was, was on his, his Finsta. What is, okay, it was his Finsta. He posted a picture of uh, Kobe Bufkin cuddling a little bear. And that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I think he is in the front running for me as my favorite player on this team. Purely based off of that and his ability to play the game of basketball. And, you know, earned a lot of trust. He's been in every game so far this season. Um, a super versatile player um, and super athletic. Knows how to get to the basket. Can shoot from range. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of pros here. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm pretty sure he's leading in, across everybody in steals. So he knows how to, like, get after it, get into your face defensively and... Um, Huge for Michigan on both sides of the floor. Do you cuddle with a bear? I have a lot of stuffed animals. No bear specifically, but... Um. I have... I have no stuffed animals except for my pillow pet, which is a wolverine named Denard. That's close enough. Yeah. I think... Let's just say that the bear's name is Denard and move on to her. Okay. Next one. Okay, so Doug McDaniel is another freshman. He's also another one of our starting five. Um, he, one thing about him is that he switches up his spelling of Doug because it's been Doug, like D-U-G, like past participle of dig. The mm. past, like, well, the entire time he's been at Michigan and I believe during his recruiting, but his Instagram spells it D-O-U-G. So I'm thinking he has like a little Xavier Simpson thing going on where he's mm. switching up the spelling. Um, that's just my suspicion. He, um, (laughs) our, like, fun facts that we wrote are, like, truly (laughs) just, like, fun. (laughs) Um, he charges $30 a day for a, like, personalized day in the life video, so we were thinking about, like, making it a business expense for views from Stadium Boulevard to request a day in the life video, but we need to think of, like, an angle. Like, what do we want to see from him? I don't know. So, if you have any ideas, let us know, because we will... We will make that expense. We will make that sacrifice for the podcast. We would totally spend $30 to see <laughs> Day in the Life. Yeah, we Daniel. just need to think of, like, what we want from it. It's just so such true. an intention. Um, we'll get he, back to it. He's a very small man. Um, he's, like, like how many he's microwaves small, tall? As if he's still not taller than us. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like... We like small for a, a basketball a men's basketball player is like different than like small for the world. So like that's so true. If if uh, I was about to say John Tusky, if Hunter Dickinson is five microwaves tall, I feel like Doug McDaniel is like 
two and a half microwaves tall, which doesn't mean he's that he's half the height of Hunter Dickinson. It just means that like his energy is like half of the like it's almost like it doesn't start at zero. I don't know what I'm saying. Zero micro. I don't know what you're saying either. Just I just think he's two and a half microwaves tall. <laughs> He also, okay, stands up for himself. Um, people really be- being really mean to him after he had a not-so-great game on Twitter, and he tweeted standing up for himself, being like, stop being mean to me. And it was, like, honestly so true. Sports fans are brutal on Twitter, and I don't understand why you take your issues out on a college kid. Um, mm-hmm. So I he- mean, I'm pretty sure it was, like, along the context of saying, like, you know, you loved me, like, last game but i have like one bad day and like now you hate me it's like the whole thing when people were going after ronnie bell for dropping that pass against penn state y'all made him cry i mean he already cried himself but then like it you didn't make it any better for him yeah michigan fans are actually quite mean now that i think about it am i on Cade magnara's side let's put a pin in that (laughs) (laughs) Um, but truly, Doug McDaniel is the future of Michigan basketball. He is really exciting to watch, and he will be sticking around. I mean, hopefully. I truly um, hope so. So he's a player to keep your eyes on because he's going to do big things. Big things from a small man. Next so one. True. And I'm going to put my like hat in his ring because Doug McDaniel is a point guard. And if you have listened to this podcast from the very beginning... You know they are always my favorite player. Yeah, because you want to wear them in a baby Bjorn. Bjorn. So true. I could totally put Doug McDaniel in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, my god. He would have my to dream. like scrunch up a bit. He would be so mad at me. But you know, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to think. Who did this like a few days ago against Purdue? Someone picked him up like a baby and like raised him into the air. Aww. And everyone was like, don't do that. You That's so disrespectful. And I was like, oh my god, I need the video. If that's you have really that video cute. of them lifting <laughs> Doug into the sky, and I know like all of you are mad about that, but I would love to see him like lifted up <laughs> into the air. And, okay, moving on. Okay, next one. <laughs> to round out the starting five, we have Terrence Williams, the second, or I-I, if you will. Um... <laughs> He has requested that we use it when appropriate. And so since we're introducing you to him for the very first time, or maybe for the second time because he has he's the second, um, he is Terrence Williams, the second. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, same class as Hunter, so he's a junior. They both played in like the same like area, the DMV. Um, and hasn't really made like a whole lot of noise this season. I think a lot of people expected a lot more from him just because he is like one of the oldest members on the team now. Um but, you know, he still plays like pretty tough, like maybe a little bit quieter that quieter than normal. Um shoots six point nine uh, points per game. Um right now. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's been like really like a standout performance from him this year. Um, he's, like, out there, gets minutes, but not, like, a whole lot. Like, I think he's probably one of the people that gets, like, rotated out like, pretty frequently. Um, it's not through any fault of his own, I guess, but 
I, I feel like he should be in a different spot. Not to, okay, I'm supposed to like be boosting him up to like make him be one of your favorites. So let's get back to it. Okay, so in his bio on Instagram, he has described himself as a scholar at the University of Michigan. I think... Why do we have that. that listed as a fun fact? They're all because scholars at the University of Michigan. It's so fun. But it's specifically because he has it written in his bio. Oh, okay, No one okay. else does. Like, those are verbatim the words. Okay, that okay. I took from his Instagram bio. And <laughs> I that was wondering hilarious. why you put that there. That is so funny. I love that so much. I should put that in my bio. But like, maybe, like, former scholar at the University of Michigan. Uh, he also has Chef in his bio, too. I don't think he cooks as well as Jet, but... He is there. Um, I going through an old post. He has his own NFT. I don't think that's popular anymore, but that's pretty funny. Um, oh, this is a great. Uh, we should post this on our Instagram. Like, we'll repost this one. It's a picture of him with his a brand new dining set, which is like huge. As a college kid, you got a table with four chairs, and someone just gave it to you because you play basketball. That's really cool. I I wish I had a a, a new dining set. It's also like a really, oh, oh, the best one of them all. He really, like, emphasis on the really loves Core Life Eatery in Ann Arbor. He has his own little, like, sub story, like, on his Instagram of, like, a highlight story, I guess I meant to say. And it's just him, like, vibing to Core Life. Either it's, like, a boomerang of him, like, leaving or going into that, or, like, a photo of, like, the salad or, like, pasta. I don't know what you eat at Core Life Eatery. It doesn't look that good. It just looks like a jumble of food, but I think it's just because maybe it, like, it doesn't travel well. I mean, I guess sometimes he, like, shows a picture of it. I don't know. I think it's, like, it's, like, healthy. Yeah, neither of us have been there because it, like, popped up after our tenure was over, but... It just, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't appeal to me. It looks like it's one of those places where you go and get, like, a healthy, like, you can get, like, a salad or, like, a wrap or, like, but also, like, why is it called core life? Like, that, what is it, like, a core of an apple or, like, your core, like, core strength? Like, I think so. core of the... Like, you're uh, at your core. Oh, because, like, the... F- the f- <laughs> so you should feed it with good food. Oh, because, like, the food goes to your core. Yeah, and sustains life. So those are our starting five. We also have, like, a bunch of others because, you know, it is a basketball team and you want to field more than just five people. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, we had Jalen Llewellyn. Um, he was a transfer port guard in from Princeton. He is no longer playing because of a season-ending injury. His Instagram's on private, so we don't really know a whole lot about him. I think they call him J-Lu, um because they called him after his surgery, and it was really cute and wholesome. Um, they had just won a game. And they're like, Jalen, and like yelling at him. It was really precious. Um, also coming in as a grad transfer is Joey Baker. He just comes off the bench, plays a couple of minutes. He's also a three-point specialist for our team. Um, he came from Duke, and he plays and acts like he went to Duke for four years. Um, kind of gives the vibes of like, you know, when we had Charles Matthews come in from Kentucky, he played like he went to Kentucky, which is what he did. Um, but that took him a while to get out of that, so we don't really have that time with Joey Baker. I think he just, like, looks like he plays at Duke, or, like, went to Duke. He just has that look and feel about him. So, however you feel about a player transferring from one blue blood to another, specifically the more notorious blue bloods, and then plays like they do, maybe he's not your favorite, but he could be. If you want to give somebody a second chance, it would be Joey Baker. 
now that I knocked out two birds with one stone, do you want to take the last two? <laughs> yeah, I'll try to do this really quickly. Um, okay. Will Cheddar. Um, his last name sounds like Cheddar, like the cheese, so people call him Cheese. <laughs> and the trending topic is free the cheese because they want him to get more playing time. So if that intrigues you, he's your favorite player. Um, Isaiah Barnes. He has played in most games so far. He's incubating. So if you want to invest in a player who will improve over time, you can invest in Isaiah Barnes because he is not at his full potential yet, but he is working hard and maybe someday he will be. And now we're going to get into the babies. Two of the babies. Oh, go ahead. You got to circle back. Yes. To the Will Cheddar. Yes. Just oh, that he doesn't want to come. Of he doesn't okay, want to okay. controversy, and he has a Finsta. Okay, yes. Nice. Wait, 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 but like, uh, yeah, okay. Also, his Finsta is like linked in his bio, and then... That's so funny. ...of his Rinsta, and then you go to the Finsta, and it's like public, and the bio is like, I don't want to cause controversy, so I'm posting these here instead of... But it's like, the pictures are not controversial. controversial. So, I mean, like, maybe he's in on the joke. Maybe he's like, the joke is that they're not controversial, but I'm like, which one, which of these would cause controversy? And what and is so much post? He's your supportive bestie too. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the babies, aka the diaper dandies. Um, the dandiest diapers we already mentioned because they are in the starting five, and mm-hmm. but there are five babies this year. Um. They. Yeah, oh, we Greg... didn't. Oh, go ahead. We got Greg Glenn. We have Terrace Reed, who has seen the floor um a decent amount. Um, when people talk about like the two big men rotation that's usually like Terrace Reed is in there he's also like really tall and gangly like Hunter and he plays in the game sometimes with Hunter and there's these two really large like noodles gangly men yeah double noodle noodle lineup oh (laughs) (laughs) that's what I call it okay um and then we also have (laughs) Yusuf Kayat uh I believe he's from oh man I believe he's Lebanese Mm, don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so now that you have like the who's who of the Michigan men's basketball team, next you do your own research and you follow them on Instagram. I believe all of them have them except for Jalen because his is on private. So once you get all of your information and you fall madly in love with this team, the next thing you're going to want to do is guard your heart, but you're also going to buy a ticket to the next home game. You're going to go to the next home game, and you're going to have a great time, no matter what's going to happen, because we are going to be playing Ohio State on February 5th. We have two road games. We already lost today at Penn State. The next one up is Northwestern. I pray that we beat Northwestern, but I also thought we could beat Penn State, so let's see what happens. But because you're like, oh, Harley, I'm not in either of those places, but I go to the university. University of Michigan. Well, cool. You're going to go to Chrysler on February 5th. You're going to go watch them play Ohio State. It's a rivalry game. Probably a maze out. And you're going to have a great time, even if we stink. Because you have a favorite player. And you're going to love them no matter what. Because that is, you know, really mature of you. Is to love them even when they're not great. That's so true. That's what love really is. But then, like, set boundaries. Yeah, set boundaries for yourself. (laughs) If it's, like, super toxic, like, maybe pick a different one. Or, like, take a breather. Look at a picture of, like, Jake Moody and then, like, move on with your life. Is Jake Moody, like, the mental reset? I think so. Like, the palate cleanser? He really brings me, like, calm. Oh, okay. I can see that. Must be the mustache. Yeah. Mustaches are calm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I hope that you guys learned something from this episode. If not, I hope that it didn't annoy you too much. Um, like I, we're hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We discovered the other day that we're the only funny people in the world. And by that, <laughs> I mean that, like, you might think something is funny because it makes you laugh. But if we didn't say it, it's not funny. So true. Um, That's the final thing that you can do to know everything that you possibly need to know about the Michigan men's basketball team. Subscribe to this podcast. It's called Views from Stadium Boulevard. And next week we are bringing on an expert named Abby who is going to tell us the real hard-hitting stuff that we did not. Harley, we didn't say that Terrace Reed plays the saxophone. I did. Oh. Okay, so subscribe to Views from Stadium. You weren't listening to me. Um, and we're going to hopefully bring on a few more guests these next couple of weeks to talk more about basketball, give you all of the, the details, everything you need to know. Um, it's, it's not fun rooting for a men's basketball team that is not as good as we're used to, but this is where, this is where, this is where core life eatery comes in. This is where our core comes to life. So true. (laughs) Um, this is how you know you have great journalism here because <laughs> we still have to watch this like the rest of us and we can't whine and complain and turn it off. I will turn it off. Yeah. It's really hard to watch sometimes. Okay, well, keep a lookout for our next episode. We will have an interview um, with Abby. I'm super excited. Check out her stuff. She writes for the Daily for the Michigan men's basketball team. Um, and I'll share that again when she comes on. So look forward to that um, and, you know, look forward to, you know, at least you don't have to look at the team again until, I don't know, <laughs> Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> play okay. Have Love you guys. Time, Bye. And go blue. Always, go blue. <laughs>